0: There's nothing quite as comforting as gathering around with mom friends and sharing stories. Stories have a way of making us feel better and they're great reminders that no family is perfect and that's okay. So join us as we share some stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I Am on podcast Susan, Chloe, Megan and Abby. With you once again, we're going high tech for this week's episode. And the question is, should kids be allowed to use AI for school? Artificial intelligence, not uh, I don't know what else it stands stand for AIM. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what AIM stands for. A- AO wants a messenger, oh, do- right? Okay. Oh, Cut that out. <laughs> Cut She's that out too body. young. She's too young no, to
1: I know. I was on AIM. I just didn't know what it's like. I only use TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I was talking with some a friend who has a teenager, um, and he said, My daughter used Chat GPT to write a history paper. And I saw her do it, and I said, I don't think you're allowed to do that. And the daughter's response was, everyone does it. And like my own son, I was posting something to sell on Facebook Marketplace, and he was like, you should use ChatGPT to write the listing. And I was like, okay, you do it. And he did it. The wow. item sold like an hour later. I was like, it was amazing. It yeah. was <laughs> so well done. Oh, I was gosh. like, this is awesome. <laughs> I want to buy it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, kids are using AI for all different things. Obviously, we know it's It's not just kids. It's business. It's it's all over the place. But it's hard to explain to them why using it for school could be problematic and like how to teach them um, just... Uh, right from wrong when it comes to using it. And so today I want to talk through um, using AI, how to help our kids with it, and whether or not it is cheating. So first of all, let's talk about what AI is. There's ChatGPT, right? And then, but do you guys think that, and there's other ones besides ChatGPT now, but do you guys think that like Grammarly is technically AI? Mm.
2: Uh, I feel like Grammarly is more just, you know, checking grammar versus AI can generate pictures. It can write you you an essay. You saw the guy that got in trouble for using it for his legal brief. Mm, Right. I mean, that got disbarred. So, I mean, you can – I feel like AI is much more powerful than Grammarly ever would be.
0: But think back to – I mean like when I was when when we were first starting to use computers for school and they have spell check and people yeah. would always say oh well you shouldn't use spell check because you're not going to know mm-hmm. how to spell anything and now we all, all use spell check mm-hmm. yeah. all the time so mm-hmm. does that mean that it was wrong that we used it then or is it just
1: a helpful tool It's like caveman days. You know, they learned how to um, start a fire by rubbing sticks together. Does that mean we shouldn't use a lighter? Mm. You know, do you need to know the principle in case you Mm. ever need it? I think that's the problem. Things evolve. And AI is a tool. I love it. Mm -hmm. I use it every day. Now, in education, I think we definitely need to have boundaries and parameters and teach children how to use it. But it's, it is going to change education. It's going to jumpstart them in everything they do. And so you can embrace that and learn how to use it well, or you cannot and um, the kids are going to sneak it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I guess, you know? Well, from what I've heard, different teachers have different requirements too. Right. So I
0: think you look at your school's handbook to know if it's mm-hmm. cheating by the, you know, mm-hmm. what your school has determined. But then your child needs to know what the teacher is allowing. Like, so ones that let them use it, okay, to what extent? Mm-hmm. And then just because this teacher says it's okay, doesn't mean that teacher says it's okay.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I think it's great for you know, if like, let's say you're, they're writing a paper, like you said, it's great because it sweeps the internet and pulls all the top results and gives you those top results really quickly. But if you take a paper verbatim off of chat GPT or BART or whatever, and someone else does the same thing, you're gonna have the exact same paper. Mm -hmm. So you have to use it as a tool, but still be able to critically think with, you know, based on those results and make it your own and make your own conclusion and whatnot. So is
0: it the equivalent of, you know having the encyclopedia britannica That's set and like skimming so. you know opening up the different pages
1: is is it the same it's different in that it's really taking the um intelligence of all articles on the web about that and morphing it into a summary so it's like it's like a machine that gathers everything together and mm-hmm. gives you the most common answer from reading it it's artificial intelligence but also so it is a writes it writes it in a yes. way
2: that's very personable yes. not yes. just like a, yes. a google search and
1: for example bard i like to use bard because it gives you three choices of how you want it to sound Oof. you know so you know your answer comes in and then you can choose this one this one or this one so it's fascinating and it's it's where we're going and we have to know that this is where we're going and how can we go there well and we actually have a grant um to write something for for uh, family first is going to be writing something and doing some research on this, um, on on wh- how it will affect education and students. Well, yeah. So here's what's concerned
0: what concerns me. I think there's a hidden cost of letting our kids mm-hmm. use it and just you know sweep the internet, and then even mm-hmm. if they are not copy pasting that into their paper they are still like not necessarily learning critical thinking or writing or processing information or um, formulating their own thoughts or starting from ground zero and going, okay, what do I, what's the first bit of information I'm going to need to learn about the industrial revolution? Mm -hmm. Like, where do I even start? And maybe they would have started by Googling industrial revolution and then gathering it. But like when you, when you Google industrial revolution and you get to a website that looks like jinky, you're like, okay, well maybe this isn't the site I'm going to use. Or they, they find stuff that looks like it could be false. You know, I feel like there's just something about using BART or chat GPT to gather information that is missing they're missing something that is required in education, even in this
1: high-tech education. So it's so interesting because I, I, I don't know enough in the education to, to be in the classroom. But I will say for my own personal use, it does teach you a discerning way to answer questions. Like when you put a question into BARD or ChatGPT, you get an answer. And I like to actually do both. Like I'll put it in both. Mm -hmm. And so you are kind of learning um, machine control and how to search for things in a different way versus you used to have to Google it and then look at who wrote and keyworded about it. So mm-hmm. you're really, when you Google, you're basing your question. The answers are going to come out based on keywords you used in your question, where I don't know how to explain this, but in AI, it understands the whole question. Yeah. So it is this fascinating thing of just where we're going in the future and how this is going to make again, everything we're doing, whether it's robotics or AI. We are speeding up the pace at which we can produce for those who can adapt their minds to what is being created. It does concern me for the digital divide between those who have and have not because we're almost living, mm-hmm. if you can go in your mind with mirror in two realms of the world, the physical world and then the online technical, yeah. mm-hmm. unseen mm-hmm. machine world. Yep.
2: But I do think you still have to fact check it because, oh, absolutely. for example, ChatGPT only goes up to, I believe, September 2021. Mm-hmm. So it can't do anything after that. And BARD is current and up to date, but it's not always correct. It's sweeping the internet, which is no. not always correct. So they have to, you like, the kids have to be able to research it on their own and make sure whatever it spits out is actually accurate. Totally.
1: I'll tell you a story for Bible Book Club, the, the other podcast I'm in, I was doing some research on. There's this uh, tradition back in ancient the ancient world of how they decided if someone was lying or not, they'd tie them up and throw them in the river. And if they floated and lived, they weren't lying. If they drowned, they were. (laughs) So this is part of the Jordan River. This is part of the the big deal about them crossing the Jordan River into the promised land. So anyway, I wanted to know more about that. So I put it in chat GPT and they got it opposite that if you lied, you floated and lived. And if you didn't, and I literally typed into chat GPT, I think you have this backwards. And I typed out, you should live and the chat Petit, I kid you not responded. We are so sorry. You are correct. Wow. We had it backwards. Huh. Thank you. For correcting us, wow, it was crazy. I felt like I was talking to a person. I know, How great, humble man. of ChatGPT! <laughs> so yeah, humble, so <laughs> humble, yeah. Yeah. so humble. Well, so you do have to fact check it. You have to know the difference, and that's where some kids are going to be extra careful and mm-hmm. use several AI tools. Hmm. So, side note: Is that where, like the the Salem witch trials?
0: Is that where they got the? Oh, they... I don't
1: know. I didn't well, make that jump.
0: But didn't they see if the women like floated or sank or whatever? I wonder if that was connected. Huh. Yeah. In a junior achievement survey, students were asked the reason for using AI for schoolwork, and 22% said they believe it eliminates the need to acquire knowledge. So I think that, yes, it can be used and it can be productive, but I think that they need to go into it with a different mindset, not like a cheating mindset, but a this is a tool that we need
1: to learn how to use because we're going to be using it forever. So how do we make it work? And I think that's where the question part comes in, where a teacher can really challenge him. I see you got this answer by asking this, but this person over here got a different answer by asking this way. Right. So which one is right? How do you discern Kids are going to have to be more discerning. Well, and I've heard some like
0: professors, like a, a college level um, course, they would have the kids use some type of AI, and then they would have them like fact check it. Like, mm-hmm. are these things that it spit out is this correct and is this is this accurate? And so they would kind of be learning. But
2: I am wondering if it's going to help the misinformation. I feel like there is a generational divide on you know, around, for example, elections, things Mm. like that. There's so much misinformation on Facebook and the internet and social media and everywhere. So I am wondering if kind of just straight up Google searching goes a little bit by the wayside. People tend to lean into AI more if that misinformation will dwindle a little bit because it will be sweeping the entire internet versus just getting one person's opinion. That's a really good point. I would hope so, but.
1: Unless there's too many people that believe in it, that right about the misinformation, True. and then then AI is going oh, yeah, to say, yeah, but it would have to be this. ranking
2: because I think it I think it takes from yeah. like the top sources. So I'm just wondering if it will help cut down on that because it will be pulling the top
0: results. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. Here's hoping.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if your kids want to use chat or any type of AI for school and they actually come to you and say, hey, this is something that or, or you see them doing it and you bring up the question, I think you have to talk to them about whether or not it's cheating and make them think about it. Because in this Junior Achievement Survey, 60% of the kids said they thought using AI was cheating. Mm. And they admitted, though, that they did it because they thought their grade would suffer if they didn't. So 17% said that they felt like they were at a disadvantage if they didn't use AI. So it's like this combination of pressure to perform a heavy workload because they're doing school and this and that and job and all this stuff. And here I have this tool and it feels like cheating, but if I don't use it, I can't keep up. So well, Anne, is
2: everyone else using it? And then you sound kind of dumb because right, everyone else's papers right. are really good, and you're the only one that didn't right. use it.
1: I do think there's, um, and again, I'd have to test this. So You're really making me think. But normally, when you put a basic question or even a complicated question into either one of them, Bard or ChatGPT, you usually get a summary at the top paragraph, and then three or four or five, six, seven points, and then a, a, a close. I have to wonder if a teacher creatively could say, "Okay, here's what you get. I want you to take a point and prove to me why you think this is one. So here's your seven points. Mm-hmm. Dig deeper because yep. I they do could just think, say judge you, you give can me the- <laughs> you on can this. but at Expand some point <laughs> you have to start giving opinion and you start going down different. Yeah. So the the path they choose to go down with their next questions is. It's really following their their creative yeah. thought process on it.
0: But I feel like that is a really good skill to learn because you are, like you said, digging deeper. You're digging deeper. deeper you know.
2: Well, and one thing I will say is depending on what profession you decide to go into, it's not going to help you. It's only going to help you to a certain point. It's not going to help you in med school when you're right. operating on <laughs> yeah. someone, although they do have robots now. So, yeah. I mean, but it's it's only going to help you, I think, get through your early education is not going to help you once you I get think in
1: out. med school how it can help people so if you put in a list of symptoms mm-hmm. and you can't think chat and chat gpt or bard could give you all the things that kind of come up like it could be a medical database that oh you've got these symptoms check for this this it could be this this or this yeah
2: it might be better than WebMD. just saying yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> that's
0: true um so i think that uh, who's i talking too, about this the other day. Um, We were talking about the word authentic and how authentic is like just a really very popular word. I think it was... After Riz and Swifty, like wasn't it one of the words of the year in twenty twenty three? I thought, I thought you were ex-
1: these were people you were referring to Riz and <laughs> Swifty. I'm like, are these new employees? She's been <laughs> on maternity leave. Yeah, you have got a baby for three months and you're yeah. already out of the loop. I know like,
0: what is who is Riz and who is Swifty? The, the words, words, the words of the year. Riz ah. and Swifty, and I think authentic was one of them. So, how do you think kids reconcile using AI with the desire to be authentic? I think it just takes self-control to know, like, this is not where it ends. You know, this is a tool. This is a research thing. But at the end of the day, you still have to put your riz on it,
1: you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or are they just different compartments? Like, being authentic yeah. is my my personality and my look and my attitude, but not necessarily my schoolwork.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, AI is where I go to learn faster. Yes. Doesn't necessarily mean it's my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Authenticity and it's
0: just, is your opinion on what but, you learn. But like plagiarizing, yeah. like say if you use Bard to write your paper, you're plagiarizing. If you just copy and paste, even though it's not someone else's actual writing, I think it is still yeah. to copy and paste that and But that's just, how it was. When I was in college, people would copy and paste something from the right, internet. Like right. and assume like that was good enough, you know. It's it's kind of the same thing. But there was no debate whether or not that was plagiarism. True. I think now there's yeah. a debate on whether or not it's plagiarism. They say, well, this isn't Written anywhere else. This is original content, uh, but it wasn't written by them. So technically it is It is plagiarism, but I think they defend it.
2: Huh. I feel like writing is the biggest, I mean, no, I mean, there's a lot of things that's going to affect, but I mean, you think about AI just for images, like you yes. can take an image and extend the corner or change it's the background. So you can even do it on Instagram now. Really? You wow. can, there's a whole AI button now where you can change. You always get the updates before I do. She does. Well.
1: Instagram. If you're listening,
2: Aren't I want the, the so- updates too.
0: I'm the
1: social media say, <laughs> Aren't you the social media yeah. manager? Come on. Meta, listen.
0: <laughs> Megan, are you talking about Ellie Holcomb's feed? Did you see her Instagram story? <laughs> no. Oh, she did a whole like AI yeah, I thing. Really? Yeah. It no, was yeah. Really oh, yeah. Like, so if you just, She's a good post. follow. Yeah. If you're
1: listening, Ellie, love your yeah. stuff. I love you,
0: Ellie. Thanks. So while you guys share <laughs> Instagram posts over there, um, how how do we use this challenge to our parenting advantage? Like how do we guide our kids through this technology that a lot of us don't fully understand and might want to push back on because it feels like it's like new and, and not right, but it's not not right it's just different
1: well social media came out when my kids were growing up and a lot of parents just didn't get on it and i said how could you let your would you let your kids go down the street and play with strangers or you you got to get in the chat rooms and the things they're in Mm. to understand it i think chat gbt is the same thing and bard ai we need to use it um for recipes whatever whatever you do get on there and try it and understand how it works else you cannot guide your child through it
0: right well it's kind of like you wouldn't You probably wouldn't have your child move out and go to college never having used a phone, like Mm, a cell phone, or driving a car. So walking through these things with them can help them use it responsibly, I guess. Yeah, And make
1: it a challenge. Hey, kids, how can you use this to your advantage and still stay within the rules, Mm -hmm. you know, of life? Or
0: asking them, you know, do you feel like... This preserves your integrity, and they might say yes, and you go, okay. Well, then you're using it responsibly and fine. Mm-hmm. But if they go, mm, I don't know, this feels a little, yeah. little gray. Then you can chat with chat with them, mm-hmm. um, about just what integrity is and, um, and honesty. And
1: it's so funny. Uh, we had an engagement in our family this weekend, and my daughter wanted to use a real camera, so we borrowed one from the office, not a phone. She's a creative. She had that desire to use the good old handheld Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think with AI, you're going to have those kids who don't like to write, that this is going to help. It's going to jumpstart their ideas. They're not Mm. creative. But those kids who really like to write and are good at it are going to still want to do the old-fashioned way. And that's creativity and that's
0: art, you know? We would love to hear your take on this, so make sure you chime in on Instagram.
1: Yeah, and you know, put your put your comments into AI and make them sound really yeah. good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's a great idea. Good.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.